Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. I don't know who the hell makes up these stats. Uh, I don't see us dropping the ball that much. We had a game where we did, but uh, I don't put any stock in it. Our guys can catch, and we don't say about it. That's Bruce Arians, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach. Is that what you got used to uh, during his years in Arizona? (laughs) I don't know who makes up these stats. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't sound like Arians, but, uh, yeah, he was always very, very entertaining in his media sessions there. I told you about somebody, some rookie. He has a knee problem, and somebody said, well, no, no, I thought it was a shoulder or something. No, 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 it's a knee because I stuck my knee all the way up his bleep, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so he is not worried about drops in Tampa Bay's offense. Uh, this is Thursday, so we ought to have Thursday night football, but there is no Thursday night football. The uh, Part of the whole rescheduling, shuffling thing, the Chiefs and Bills game was moved to Monday. So uh, look forward to that Monday afternoon. Yeah, disrespect is all you want, but the Bengals got a huge game tonight. High school football, Go that Brighton. is, people. The Brighton. Well, you said there's no football. There is football. Okay, no NFL football. We're in the NFL segment here. Wait for the high school segment to talk about. We don't have Bengals. one. You guys have just ignored high schools for years, and I have been hey, so I was calling angry last about night. it. Big deal. You don't talk about it here. We need a high school football segment. All right, there all it is. Talk about- He's spoken. All right, let's do it. It starts at 10.01. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> okay. Online only. Patriots quarterback Cam Newton expected to rejoin the team and practice today. He's been on the COVID-19 list since October 3rd. So fantasy football owners, prepare to return Cam Newton to your lineups if you choose. Denver Broncos running back Melvin Gordon cited late Tuesday for driving under the influence. He could face league discipline. It was uh, between 25 and 39 miles an hour over the posted limit in downtown Denver. Police records show he was also ticketed for speeding. Downtown Denver, so instead of low dough, that'd be low don't. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. We test our players every day. I get tested every day. I feel fine. I felt fine. I was very surprised, you know, by this. And then we got the results back at 1 o'clock today. So we're still still doing everything possible to get ready for the Georgia game. Uh, I'll have normal meetings tomorrow. Everything will be on Zoom. Uh, we'll continue to do this. You know, Sark's kind of filling in in my absence uh, for anything that needs coordinated in the office. But we're going to do everything we can to help our team. That's Nick Saban. He has been, uh, I don't know, not really sidelined because you can't go to the sideline. He has been homebound. Homebound, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Yach. Uh He and AD Greg Byrne have tested positive for COVID-19. So he says he can coach from home. They got, uh, they got cameras, and he's got a uh, grad assistant or manager or something, and if he doesn't like something to play, he can just tell that guy, tell them to run that again. So-and-so blew it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This so, could be done. Yeah, so he's still he still got his hand in practice, but there are NCAA rules I was reading last night that he won't be able to do that during a game, that you can't call into the press box, you can't call into the sideline. And they got it, it's a big game. It's Alabama and Georgia this week. So he will be watching at home screaming at the TV, presumably. And, uh, 
<laughs> and PK believes he'll be texting Sure in. he will. <laughs> Sark, so help me. <laughs> well, there's a couple of things here. Uh, we're related to football. Forget not not to dis- diminish the, the COVID thing, but I'm just talking about football here for, for a bit. Uh, you practice all week, and so you should be ready to go. I mean, what's... That, that that that's Bronco Mendenhall's thing, man. He he would try to limit. I was on the road. I I talked to him about. It, I saw it. He would try to limit interaction between coaches and players Saturday morning. You know, whatever time the game was, so Saturday day afternoon, if it was at night, because it's like, well, this is what we practiced all week for. So don't try to jam stuff in mm-hmm. here at the end because it just messes with their mind. It sends them mixed messages like, well, man, we didn't cover it or I don't believe in you. You know, you can go on and on with all the negative stuff. And they have creative ways. I, I can recall I covered a junior college state baseball in California, which was a very high level of baseball. Plenty of guys have gone to junior college in California and end up in the big leagues. And part of it is because the draft reasons. If you go to a four-year, you're not eligible uh, until after your third year, whereas if you go to a junior college, you're eligible after your senior year, you're eligible after your freshman year, and you're eligible after your sophomore year for the draft. This is a ridiculous rules that they have. I, I don't understand it. But nevertheless, uh, it was a really good program. The guy, guy gets kicked out, right? And they played it at a, at a stadium. Uh, the junior college coach, the stadium, was uh, was, was really good, and it was the one of the, the, the coach there now, wasn't at the time, was... Uh, on that helicopter ride with uh, with Kobe Bryant and unfortunately died. So I'd been to that stadium, right? It's, it's a nice little stadium. Well, <laughs> so I'm looking down the third baseline, and the coach is underneath the stands relaying the signals to a guy who would relay the signals to a guy who would relay si- the signals to the third base coach. <laughs> <laughs> He's under the stands. Yeah. This is that Orange Coast College, is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and they have really good programs down there, obviously. There's so many kids and whatnot. And so, but it was, you know, it wasn't just like a little high school thing. It had, it had stands. Like, like you would see like uh, BYU softball, Yak, to give you an example. Okay, got it. it, it to, and a little nice facility. So I believe there's ways to get it done. And that's what practice is for. So I think the Nick Saban influence will still be felt. He'll be missed. I'm not discounting it, but I think they can overcome it if they play well enough. Two words. Burner phone. Well, what about halftime, too? That You know, what happens to the halftime adjustments? And what happens on, on critical uh, in-game adjustments? Uh, you know, what do you do? Somebody gets hurt. How do you tweak the offense or defense based on, hey, this guy or that guy's out and this guy or that guy's in? Well, also, coordinators have so much power. Yeah. And, and then the whole go for it on fourth and two, you know. Yeah, uh, and there, there's, there's, there's stuff there. But wouldn't he be able to have contact at halftime? That's what I'm saying. Uh, the rule I read, it seemed like the answer was no. But, again, burner phone. There are ways. Yeah, read, reading up on it, it just seems like he's going to be, like, cut out of communication. By the book. Yeah, by the book. By the book. But, yes. But again, to PK's point, somebody pulls up on the phone. There's the, FaceTime. Oh, shocking! He wouldn't be the first person. Uh, if he FaceTimes from his phone to Sark's phone, he's begging to be caught. Yeah, but find some. But again, yeah, yeah. But suppose he's called. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I would think that, though, in all seriousness, you literally you go over 
everything. Virtually everything. And that so was you, actually one of the stories I read. prepared. This is a guy who had a plan for a rain and lightning delay, a weather delay during a football game. Now, yeah, occasionally that, there are lightning delays, but the, really that's the kind of thing you plan for? Yeah, if your name's Nick Saban, you do. Of so, course, well, especially down there. You know, we don't do it here, yeah. but but down there where they, it's far more frequent. That's why that two-point conversion or, or the, I mean, the uh, field goal kick return because they, they – they had, uh, you know, all the big dudes who can't run to chase down these little dudes. Mm-hmm. That's why it was so shocking because oh, yeah, yeah. he wasn't prepared for that to, to yeah, happen. Fifty-five and he himself yeah. big time over that. So I, I, I think they could be okay because he could still have his heavy, heavy influence during practices because, as he says, he has no symptoms. So he might actually he might be able to be with the coaches, not literally – but communicate with them probably way more. They're probably wishing he was sitting in the football facility right now. Uh, it would be easier if he were just here. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> less grief that we have to take and less work. Well, and then you just wonder how much his personality on the sideline drives things. You know, during a game, you know, a coach shoots somebody a look or a coach says one word and – and he's so uh, fiery. I mean, we can all close our eyes and see him screaming at multiple coordinators. Lane, yeah. Kiff, Lane Kiffin first, you know. But what impact does that have during the game? Well, I assume it has a good impact because I look at the record. And well, it's basically based on talent. Yeah, it's basically based on talent. But at the same time, when stuff's going poorly, his personality, they usually turn it around and win the game anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, these coordinators are being paid millions, so they're yep. not chop liver. And Sarkeesian's been a head coach before. It's not new to him in Washington and USC, so if he's got to make a few decisions on the sideline during the game, not the first time. Most of the time, all of his coordinators have been head coaches. Yeah, you're right. He's had a lot of ex-head coaches there. Uh, Texas Tech is going to start Utah State transfer. Henry Columbia in their next game against West Virginia. Alan Bowman, the starter. Well, they're one and three, so Allen's not the starter anymore. And, and although they scored a bunch of points, and you can't hang the Texas loss on the quarterback, uh, the last two losses, 31-21, 31-15. So the offense has not been as productive the last couple of games. Yeah, well, so. uh, take it to the bank with Hank has actually played. This is he's not just standing there; he's been in that. He's received action. He's received playing time. NCAA Division One Council voted to approve measures that will allow all student-athletes to transfer once without sitting out. Measure expected to be ratified in January and go into effect next August. And we're already seeing a lot of transfers. Do you actually think we're going to see more out of this? We oh, see more no question, freshmen yeah. and sophomore pulling the trigger This here? is a game-changer for BYU. There's just no question, because especially for BYU basketball, Mark Pope has been living off of transfers and grad transfers, and he said some of them have had to finagle ways to get into school. Others have been easy. And I can tell you uh, about BYU football wanting guys, uh, a 1,000-yard receiver, and they wouldn't admit him as a grad transfer, and now they can admit him as an undergrad. You get a kid who's a senior going into a senior year, 22 years old, and is a non-Latter-day Saint, and you just say, son, man, look what we have to offer. We're going to be on television just about every, literally every single game. You're going to play 60,000 folks here. The media is going to go insane coverage. I mean, you're going to find just as good a coverage here as anywhere in the West, and those are facts because I've been to every place there is to be in the West, and you're going to get just as much, if not more, coverage. And so you come here, particularly if you're going into your senior year, uh, you, you know, you, you basically, if you want, you only have to be here for about four or five months. <laughs> and they can bring these kids in, 
and and in basketball, what they what they offer. I mean, their their attendance is great, the interest is great, the passion is great. I mean, the conference may not be the best, but Pope is as charismatic as can be. Great idea last night to put the thing on uh, the BYU app with the practice, generate some more enthusiasm. They play, you know, they don't play the best road schedule in conference, obviously. But they play a great non-conference because it's looking like he proved this back when he was at UVU, you know, with the uh, playing uh, who they played, Duck, uh, Duke, and somebody else on back-to-back nights, Kentucky. Yeah, I, I think this can really be a big difference for the Cougars. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. So in addition to the transfer rule, the NCAA Division I Council approved a measure that would give all student-athletes participating in winter sports obviously basketball, uh, an extra year of eligibility. We already heard that for the spring and the fall sports, so they're just going right around the calendar year here. So everybody who you thought was a senior will have a bonus year if they want it. Now, there's money to be made going overseas, so a lot of guys may opt out for, out of it, but it's there if they want it. If they want it, because the way I look at it, they already asked the big kid from Purdue, what's his name, Harms, uh, you know, you can get that year back. He says, yeah, I'm 22 years old here. You know, yeah, he said, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm use looking it. to move on. So there's two things. Those types of kids who are good enough, they're going to want to. And then if you're not good enough and you're not receiving playing time, do you want to stick around another year of that? So I don't think it's that big of a deal. But for some it might be, sure. But I don't think that it's just earth-breaking or whatever, shattering, and it's going to just be just incredible You'll have these rosters of 22 guys. I could be wrong, but, uh, you know, I would think that uh, if you can go, you would go make money. Or, and if you've already graduated, you might want to head out. Uh, but I'm sure some would take advantage of it. Probably most helpful to the guy who has an injury his senior year and only gets to play a little bit. To hit reset on that and get himself to a better spot to make more money when they leave. In the sport of basketball, anyway. Uh, Larry Krasoviak revealing BYU-Utah game still expected to take place this year. Mark Pope confirming the two programs are working to lock in the game and set a date. It was originally scheduled for December 12. It could settle back there, but it seems like there's a lot of moving parts right now, so no guarantees. But whenever they play, it'll be a big deal. Well, yes, it will be a big deal, and it's a benefit for both teams because it's a highly, very much a highly competitive game and it helps prepare them for tough games down the road, and that's what you want. You, you don't want 10 of those in the preseason, but you want some of them, and that's a highlight. And It's a moneymaker. I mean, you could go play it anywhere. You go play out in the middle of Wendover, and uh, there would be a tons of people would be there. Yeah. Money saver, too. You don't, have to, uh, you don't have to hop on a plane. So keep it simple this year, that's for sure. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Bases are loaded. There goes the carousel. And there's a fly ball to center field. That's well hit. And it's a grand slam home run. Max Muncie. It is 11 to nothing. And we're not finished with the first. 2 1. And Springer drives this one pretty deep to left field. Ball is hooking. If it stays fair, it's gone. And it's gone. A home run for Springer. And the Astros are on top. Springer's first home run of the ALCS. And his third this postseason. So the Astros beat the Rays 4-3. to three. They were facing a sweep. They live to uh, play another day. And they force a game five there as the uh, Houston Astros beat Tampa Bay. 
The Dodgers, 11 in the first, outrageous. A major league record. The old record was 10, held by multiple teams. The Dodgers with 11 in the first. Can you imagine being a Dodger fan and being late to that game, PK? What? What happened? How did this happen? I consider myself a Dodger fan, not in the true winning and losing sense, and I actually was uh, late. I had a flat tire yesterday, and I had a blowout, actually. So I got this car from... uh, Tim Daly South Down took it down there, and they took care of me. So I got home, and although I was uh, listening to it on my satellite, and it was already one nothing, and so I ran. My wife has got a, a medical issue, so she had a friend over, and they were sitting there watching fried green tomatoes, and I thought, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> gross. And so uh, I went downstairs, fired up the television, and uh, was watching that thing. Uh, they were up, as I say, up one to nothing. And then two to nothing. And then I have a friend. Uh, his name is Wayne, and he's a big LA fan, uh, Dodger fan. He's going through a little bit of a hard time right now. So I texted him. I said, uh, "At a boy, Jock." And then Rios. At a boy, Rios. As <laughs> <laughs> every guy homers. <laughs> he didn't see the game. He case just naming the guys who hit home runs. At a boy, Max. Max. <laughs> I, I got carpal tunnel syndrome just in the first inning. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. And I said, Kershaw's probably all upset he didn't take the ball now. Oh, this is, yeah. It's an easy win. <laughs> this is a stress-free. <laughs> Can I pitch yeah. now? Yeah. And he told me, uh, my buddy told me his son was actually at the game because his son goes to college in Dallas. And so uh, he's a Dodger fan, too. So he went to the game because they've been letting some fans in, as you see. So, yeah, it was incredible. It's one of those things that you could say, wow, I've never seen this before and literally be right. Yeah, it's never happened before. And then it was awesome that they just kept pouring it on because it was 11 nothing after one. They scored again in the second. They scored three times in the third. I mean, it was 15 nothing. I mean, how often they took guys out in that game like you were down in Phoenix at a spring training game. Oh, yeah, yeah, both sides. Freeman came out early for the Braves. What's the point? Right. Let somebody else play. And it doesn't matter. I mean, no. they were going to be lost. They're, they're up 2 1. I'm sure they would take that. And now, now we've got uh, the game, game four here today. And Kershaw's supposed to go. So. so the Braves gave up six runs in six games, and then they gave up uh, 18 runs in four innings. Yeah, that's baseball. Yeah. Crazy. They weren't going to keep their ERA down there at one, were they? Something Wouldn't was going to happen. I think so, no. Yeah. Well, something happened, that's for sure. All right, so both series are still going now. It's a 3-1 in the ALCS. It's two games to one in the NLCS. Game five today, Tampa and Houston, 3 p.m. on TBS as the Rays play the Astros. And then for the Dodgers and Braves, 6 o'clock on Big Fox. And Clayton Kershaw, who was scratched in game two, is expected to get the start tonight. And the way this falls, PK, uh, you know, you thought he was going to pitch twice in this series, but as a game four pitcher, he might maybe they could use him in relief late in the series, but uh, this is probably it for him, and it's a chance to. Boy, you're either two two or you're down three one, so it's a huge game. Massive, yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Well, RSL did something they don't normally do. They scored twice in the first thirty minutes. And they go on to beat Portland 2-1. to one. Jumped out in front. Really strong start. Got a little tense there at the end. A little uh, last 15 minutes or so as the uh, the Timbers got a goal, pulled one back, and couldn't find the second goal. So RSL gets all three points at home. Tied for the last playoff berth. And they've still got four games left. Assuming the Colorado game this weekend, which has been postponed. 
Uh, it doesn't look like there's a date for Colorado to make that up, unless they end up pushing the playoffs back. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. So I think they're down to four games now, and, and they have to win two. They probably need to win three of them. Uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. But they get the win, and now it'll be bizarre because they haven't had this much time off, but they have 10 days to get ready for FC Dallas at home. where They really haven't been good this year. Three and three, a couple of draws, splitting the points, and you got to do better than that. So, three home points last night. Now they got to do it again against Dallas uh, a week from Saturday. Right on. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801 295 1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker. He's going to join us at 830. Craig Bolerjack, TV voice of the Jazz at 9 o'clock. And Matt Thomas, who uh, hosts the pregame and, uh, for the U- Houston football broadcast. Used to work here in Utah. Uh, he's a host on Sports Talk 790. He's going to join us at 930 to look ahead to the BYU-Houston game. The Cougars and the Cougars. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.